1: Welcome to episode 107 of Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are sponsored by AZFirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. I am one of your hosts, Cheryl Todd.
2: And I'm the other guy, Dan Todd. We have a great show today. Our theme is I'm
1: not sure I got this right. <laughs> Feed the
2: right wolf.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Feed the right wolf. So I don't know how well known this this parable is, but I'm going to share it with you today. So feed the right wolf. A favorite parable of mine is about a wise old grandfather telling his grandson that inside all of us, there are two hungry wolves. One wolf is always angry, resentful, greedy, full of false pride, self-pity, and arrogance. He bears his teeth and is always ready to pounce. The other wolf has it in him to be a great pack leader. He protects the young, and he knows where to take the pack when the winds get too fierce. He is full of love, hope, kindness, joy compassion, serenity, and generosity. This wolf is peaceful and humble and has a great sense of humor. But both wolves fight inside of us endlessly. The boy asks, which one wins? The grandfather replies, the one who wins is the one you feed. Well, this parable comes to mind more and more often these days as I watch what used to be the nightly network news, but now sounds more like a gossip mill. What we fill our minds with settles down into our hearts and comes out in our words and our actions. Which wolf gets fed by watching the news pundits spout sarcastic and cutting comments night after night? Which wolf grows fat by consuming unchecked and unverified headlines that scream in salacious phrases? And what then happens to the other wolf? Does it grow weak and thin? Does it continue to exist at all? Or does it blow away in a pile of dust, having died from atrophy, inattention, and starvation? If this wolf, the one who has it in him to be a great leader and teacher to future generations withers and dies, what hope do we have of passing along the legacy of soundness, wisdom, and knowledge to our children and our children's children? I've just finished reading a book titled, Trust Me, I'm Lying, Confessions of a Media Manipulator who gives us his playbook of how manufactured outrage cooks up a nightly meal for the angry wolf and calls him to dinner by dangling the bait of hatred and untruths. And nowhere can we see this more vividly than with the misinformation about firearms, those who own firearms, and who value the Second Amendment. The angry, pompous, self-assured wolf gobbles up the lies and that the rights restrictors have baked into bite-sized snacks, careful not to risk jogging the reasoning portions of the wolf's mind. The Pied Piper call to ignorance and bigotry calls the angry wolf to the trough of easy answers and so-called common sense changes to laws that with even the slightest moment of logical thinking might awaken the Wise Wolf. So care is given to pile the lies high and deep and always keep in the forefront that one gun. You know, that really bad one that no decent person should want to own. The angry wolf loves the lies about that one gun. I implore you, friends, to turn away from the junk food of angry lies and to spend time to purposely seek out good food to feed the wise wolf. Feed him by engaging in critical thinking and questioning all of the arrogant voices and easy answers. Nourish the wise wolf by spending time with your neighbors and seeing them as people and not as labels and by understanding that there are entire media industries created by manipulators who admit to their lies but appeal to your emotions and ask you to trust them in their dishonesty. The one you feed is the one who will grow strong. The one you feed will be the one your children look up to. Time is of The essence, little eyes and ears are learning from us every day, all day long. Friends, it is truly that important for each and every one of us to toss out the junk food and begin to find healthy nourishment to daily feed the right wolf. Dan? Wow,
2: (coughs) that makes a little bit of sense there.
1: Just a little? Yeah.
2: Sometimes you (laughs) amaze me, Cheryl, but you're right. And, you know, you look at people that are loners, that are by themselves, and they have really strong opinions, and you can't change those opinions, and the wolf is really the angry wolf with them, you know?
1: It's so true. And, you know, like attracts life. Iron sharpens iron. And I think that we just need to be more intentional about the way that we consume the information that's out there this book that I was referring to this trust me I'm lying it was written by Ryan Holiday and it's the fifth anniversary edition so it's been out there a while but I've just uh, discovered it and it says at the top it was revised and updated for the fake news era it's the book that predicted fake news because he helps us understand you know how how a an organization let's say will actually plant their own negative story just to create drama and buzz, right? Or they'll, they'll share just pieces of something that happened, just the pieces that make people upset because psychologists have told us that anger is the strongest motivator. And so no wonder it just sounds like a teeth-gnashing mess of arguing every single night we turn on the news because our psychologists have told us that's what's going to draw your most viewers because that's what they're about so they're trying to make us angry absolutely and i think it's that makes me angry that makes you angry you know (laughs) well i want to i want to have you um introduce our amazing group of guests that we have coming today but i also want to tell everybody give you a little heads up to be watching for a very cool facebook live segment we're going to be doing this week Um, I'm not sure if we're going to do it on the Gun Freedom Radio Facebook or the AZ Firearms. So just be watching for some announcement on both of those sites. We have, I have in my hands, the hottest, brand newest copy of Liz Lazarus' Plea for Justice. We had her on the show a couple of weeks ago, and this is her second book and it is a thriller that depicts the journey of a paralegal striving to reveal the truth about her estranged friend's incarceration and leading her on a parallel path of self-discovery. It's a really exciting book, and it can be yours for free for tuning into our Facebook Live. And uh, we will give you more details about that when we, we know exactly what time. But I think it's going to be Thursday night, this Thursday coming. And how, so.
2: how are you going to give it away?
1: Um, during the Facebook Live, we haven't. Uh, we're still working on the fine details, and that's why I need people to just pay. You know, stay stay tuned in.
2: Great. Well, our show today we have Drew Burquist is a creator of OpsLens.com, an online news source, and a brand new show about to launch on CRTV called Experience Matters with Drew Perquist We also have Paloma Capana. She is a, an attorney and policy analyst with a focus on Second Amendment litigation, representing individuals, acti- activists, organizations, and FFLs. Paloma's work spans individual handgun permit cases to federal civil rights litigation. A common theme along her case, among, among her cases, is putting it into government secrecy. Wow. Mm-hmm. We also have uh, Michelle Sereno, known as the Princess Gunslinger. Mm-hmm. Michelle is a shooter, writer hunter of interest, and most importantly mother and wife. Michelle is also a managing editor and columnist for Women's outdoor news and Michelle recently wrote an article about the ABCs of AR15s
1: mm-hmm
2: wow that's you know that's
1: that one gun that really bad gun right is it is it really bad i it's I, so not, but uh, I, th- I think
2: I have a few of those and i talk th- I talk to them they don't talk back. <laughs> They never shoot without me shooting them,
3: uh-huh.
2: and they never go anywhere without me letting them go somewhere. They seem with pretty well behaved. Yeah, but <laughs> they could be because because I built them. They might be special.
4: That's that could I be don't true. Know. Could be our true. second
2: hour. We have, <laughs> I'm sorry, <clears throat> our second hour we have McKenna Beckham and her dad Blue. McKenna has been shooting competitively for about 18 months and is a passion and is passionate about the shooting sports. She is a member of the Arizona Junior High Power Team, which is a division of the Arizona State Rifle and Pistol Association, the state's associated with NRA, and as, has placed in or won her division in several competitions. Mm-hmm. We have Jonathan Lines, an AZ Arizona GOP chairman here to talk to us about the election season, which is coming sooner than we think. It
1: is. We just had our special election last night, and he'll be talking to us about that as well.
2: Yes, a lot of people were confused with that. I had a lot of people ask me about what to do. So it was weird. All right, we also have Lauren Hartnett, founder of Girls Got a Gun, a girl's guide to the gun world, a Staten Island-based shooting club for women. She is also the New York State representative for the DC Project, a nonpartisan group of women working closely with their elected officials in Washington, D.C. to give a voice to women supporting the Second Amendment. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. We will also have our responsibly armed citizen report and Dan's commentary. Uh, you know, I'm, um,
2: <laughs> I'm not sure about that because I, I haven't fed either wolf lately.
1: Really? No. Well, I'm maybe, not,
2: you know what? I'm saying no to the wolf. So maybe I'm not going to feed them at all.
1: One of the, the wolfs. Do you say wolf or woof? Oh, my gosh. I say,
2: I say <laughs> guitar also. Is that okay? Guitar? Yeah, I say guitar. And monster.
1: Monkster. I yeah, don't I think there's a K so, in monkster. So
2: wolf is wolf.
1: Oh, I think you say it okay. All right. It All passes right. muster. <laughs> well, maybe by the end of the show, one of your wolves will be fed enough to give us a commentary. Um. Um. So um, one of the organizations that our show belongs to is the self-defense radio network and this is a group of independent shows and podcasters and bloggers that uh just through the the course of you know going to various um you know the shot show and the nssf summit and um the grpc uh, uh gun rights policy conference those things we've just become friends and and acquaintances and that sort of thing and so Paul Lathrop um of the polite society podcast has had decided well let's let's put us together you know and make it like a a facebook group and now we have a web page and it's the self defense radio network and I just want to remind people that this show is a proud member of the Self Defense Radio Network. And I want you to find out more and check out all of the great content at Selfdefenseradio.net. And if you like our show, you know, it's a shoe-in that you're gonna like uh so much of the other content. We've had several of the other hosts on this show as guests, and so there's probably a lot of um, you know, familiar voices that you already are familiar you know, that you know but you can really tap in and, and listen to their shows. All right. Well, we are going to break for commercial. And when we come back, we're going to continue to talk about feeding the right wolf with Drew Burquist, the creator of OpsLens.com, an online news source, and about to launch a brand new show on CRTV called Experience Matters with Drew Burquist. Stick around.
5: Hi folks, I'm Don here.
6: If you're looking for the biggest little gun shop in the West, look to AZFirearms.com. They have 1,100 guns in stock and a knowledgeable staff to help you find just the right firearm for you. AZFirearms.com is my nationwide hometown gun shop, and you should make it yours too.
1: Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. Well, we are so excited to have our first guest back on today. It's been a while since we've talked to our friend, Drew Burquist. He is the creator of OpsLens.com, an online news source and a brand new show about to launch on CRTV called "Experience Matters" with Drew Berquist. Welcome to the show, Drew. Hey, thanks for having me, Cheryl. Good to be here. Oh, this is exciting. Dan's here too. Hey, Drew, welcome. I, I hey, hey, Dan. I try to give him a word in Edgewise, but he ha- he has to really fight for it. So. You, you know that's not going to
3: happen? Bro. <laughs> that's not going to happen. <sighs> I totally understand. well, i'm I'm happy to be with you guys today.
1: Well, we have this exciting news that I might be one of the first to even be announcing. So I'm a little extra excited about your new show, Experience Matters with Drew Berquist. So talk to us about that. I, I, and I love I think the dual meaning of the word matters, right? So, yeah, experience matters because it's important and it matters because there's substance there. It's matter, you know, it's meaty. So um,
3: tell us about this show. Absolutely. Well, yeah, so, you know, we're, we're doing a whole lot at Obsolence TV right now, and Experience Matters is one of several shows about to launch on our platform, which will then be uh, in partnership with CRTV, which we're really excited about. But Experience Matters is just kind of, you know, I'm a lighthearted, uh, sarcastic guy, but I do have a lot of experience uh, overseas. Uh, i in, in as a counterterrorism officer in my former career. Um, and I think in the world um, that we live in today, um, there's just not enough substance out there. And 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 so many of the news outlets that everyone has has grown accustomed to to going to over the years have have just, you know, joined in step this polarization that we have going on in the world, politically speaking. Uh, and there's just so many agendas out there, and then on top of that, most of the people who are on there, some of which are are wonderful people, just don't have the requisite experience to be talking about some of the issues that they're uh, trying to inform the American public about. So, so that's that's kind of the the goal is just is hey, we've got a great cadre of folks. It, it goes well beyond me at OpsLens.com and 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 for OpsLens TV, but but providing that substance and that background. Hey, our guys have got over 200 deployments overseas. They know what they're talking about. Um, So trying to just give a little different voice out there in the media industry.
1: Well, I'm really excited for that because, you know, it's so hard to know nowadays. We are in the information age, but it's so hard to know if the information that we're digesting is tainted in some way or if it's just based in lack of knowledge and experience. And we just gobble it down, even if we're trying to, you know, critically think about it if we balance it against another voice that voice could be just as tainted or slanted as the one that we're trying to vet so exactly so it's really exciting to me that you're gonna take this on and uh so how often is this show going to air
3: uh well (laughs) It's going to be daily, uh, which is a little terrifying. Um, but we're, but you know, we're excited about it. You know, the nice thing about it is, um, is it's a, it's obviously a lot of work for us and the producers and everyone involved in it. But there's just, um, you know, for good for good or, or worse, better or worse, there's just so much content out there these days. There's so much to talk about, and we're we're very very blessed to have a huge contributor roster, over 50 people. So we've got great people, I promise it won't just me yapping, uh be me yapping <laughs> the whole time every day. But um we're gonna have great folks and, and, and maybe someone very familiar um uh that, that might be on the call right now uh, making some appearances as well. So we're 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 excited about it. <laughs> are, are you alluding
1: to uh a particular segment?
3: You know, uh, there 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 might be a segment called Guns Matter. Um that that has you on it, uh, <laughs> which your people may not know about yet. But no, we're we're excited to have a, a Second Amendment segment that we're going to have as a big part of the show because it's a big part of who we are. Obviously, all being firearm operators, uh, guns are a big part of our lives, and and it's a it's an important issue to us, and I think it's an important issue to the country, uh, regardless of your background. So we're gonna we're gonna definitely highlight that and and try to keep uh keep our audience up to date on what's going on in that community and uh certainly now as so many of those freedoms are under attack and and people are wanting to change things. So, we're excited that you uh Cheryl will be uh coming on that show frequently uh to join us to talk about those issues in, on on the guns matter segment.
1: Well, I am so excited and incredibly honored that you uh have included me in that, but it was so funny to me because I knew that well my segment my portion's going to be, you know, once a week. And then when we were prepping for this talk today, it was like, wait a minute, you're going to be doing this every day?
3: I am slacking.
1: I'm going to <laughs> – I may have well, to up yes. my
3: game a little bit. Well, yeah, stand by for change. We don't know what we don't know yet without it having launched. So uh, you, you might be doing more than, than you've initially <laughs> bargained bid uh, bit off on. So we'll see. Uh, but we're, we're thrilled to have the show launching. We're thrilled to have people like yourself – uh, coming on and being involved with it it's going to be a, a definite team effort and um, you know we're, we're excited about it. we're actually we're just down at uh, Full Sail University yesterday in Orlando uh, which is an amazing school for those uh, who aren't familiar with it but we're partnering with them and we're going to do several live shows a year there um, with, with the live audience which will be fun so uh, just lots of great things to come
1: this is, we have to get you to
3: Orlando
1: too. Oh, absolutely, definitely want to come down. Um, This is just really—it's a huge undertaking. I really admire you for diving into this, and and I know how much work goes into a once-a-week show. I'm I'm gonna be praying over you <laughs> for
3: a well, once-a-day show. A, thank you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I think it's going. I mean, I know it's going to be amazing. But can you give us a sense? of the the format of the show like what will viewers expect to see is it you know an expert in their field being interviewed is it more of like an opinion show summarizing the main news topics uh, a mixture I know you're kind of making it up as you go at this point which I think is amazing and wonderful because that's that's our life that's what we do you know make the pancake and then figure out how to make it look pretty on as we go you know
3: we, exactly. Yeah, I think it's going to be a mixture of both. So, i you know, look, I'm not an expert at everything by any stretch. Um I uh, I think that there'll be, you know, an opening segment and a closing segment that are a little bit more lighthearted, kind of um providing some sub- substantive updates on on some of the top stories of the day and the week as well as kind of making fun of them. I'm a very sarcastic guy. Um which people will get to know um, very quickly if they don't already. So, so we're going to have some fun with it. It's not going to be a super serious show, but there will be um, serious segments for sure. And then the middle portion of the show will be very guest-centric, and it will be. It will be an expert talking about, you know, X, Y, or Z issue, whatever, the, you know, again, the topics of the week are that, that are important and we feel like uh, will be beneficial to the audience. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be, you know, again, ex- our big thing at Oxlands, regardless of the show platform, is experience driven commentary. We want people that have been out there, they've done it, they have have some wisdom on it. It doesn't mean we're always right. Uh, but our hope is that at least the audience and, and viewers will always respect what the, the individual speaking has, has done. So
1: now that's really good because you know you'll see somebody kinda come up on the scene, shall we say, that, you know, maybe they they are an expert in one specific area and then the next thing you know they're on. They're a commentator on every, you know, even what's going on over in Syria and everything else. But maybe their their original expertise was like Campus Carry or something, and it's like, oh, right. how how all of a sudden is this person, you know, and maybe they are very well informed in a multitude of different areas. But it always strikes me as a little bit like, mm, okay, <laughs> I, yeah, want, exactly. I just want to trust the voice that I'm hearing the opinion about. You know, if they're just, you know, giving me the facts of the matter, that's one thing. But when I'm hearing their opinion, I want to know a little bit more about, you know, do they have any clue what they're talking about?
3: Absolutely. Well, and honestly, that's one of the reasons that we started OpsLens is, is we wanted to be, you know, a, a place where people could come we know that we're not going to overtake you know, the major news organizations on day one. We're not going to replace Fox News or CNN or any of those, nor is that really our goal. We just want to supplement them so as people see stories that are out there, they can come say, okay, hey, what are the guys at Opsilance think about this? This is what the other folks are saying. Let's get a little bit of validation uh, or not from from the guys at Opsilance because we saw the same thing. I've, You know, one of the, the things, the incidents that helped kind of get this idea going in the first place before all the shows just getting the website going was they would have this, I won't name him. one particular fiction author always come on to shows and talk about, you know, issues related to terrorism because his books dealt with that. And I was like, what what are we doing folks? We've got, we've got a fiction author who I love. Mm -hmm. His stuff is great, Mm -hmm. but he's out there as a commentator Mm -hmm. on national security. uh, And he's never served. He's never done anything other than, and write these wonderful books, um, but yes. that certainly doesn't provide the experience uh, that you need. Um, and we, we need, the American public needs better information than that that's coming out. So that's that's what we're hoping we'll continue to do with OpsLens and all of these different shows that are launching, in, including Experience Matters. So Drew, we're
2: exciting. starting to run out of time, so uh, I want to know how do people fo- follow you?
3: Absolutely. So as always, you can go to opslens.com, that's O P S L E N S.com. And then when this network launches, which is just weeks away, um, it will be – you can find it on OpsLens.com. You'll also be able to find it on CRTV.com. Um, check out all of our social media pages, Facebook, you know, Twitter, etc. cetera. Um, you won't be able to miss it. There's a huge blitz coming. So um, <laughs> just find OpsLens, and you will find our stuff.
1: I love it. Thank you so much for all you do. Thank you for your service. And uh, I'm so excited to watch this just grow and unfold and develop into the future. So uh, we will be talking to you
3: very soon. All right. Well, thank you guys so much. Have a great day.
1: Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. You too. Very cool. Drew Berquist of OpsLens.com and Experience Matters with Drew Berquist. All right. Well, stick around. We still have a huge stack of guests to deliver out here. And the next one is Paloma Capana. She is an attorney and policy analyst with a focus on Second Amendment litigation. Stick around. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are sponsored by AZFirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. Well, our theme today is Feed the Right Wolf, because we we tend to just gobble down information that sometimes feeds the angry side of our nature and I it's my goal today at least to try to encourage you to to feed healthy substance factual substance to the wise wolf that lives within us uh, referring back to that uh, old parable and our next guest Paloma Capana. Uh, definitely has some good factual food for the wise wolf. She is an attorney and policy analyst with a focus on Second Amendment litigation, representing individuals, activist organizations, and FFLs. Paloma's work spans individual handgun permit cases to federal civil rights litigation. A common theme among her cases is putting an end to government secrecy. Welcome to the show, Ms. Paloma.
4: Good morning, Cheryl. How are you?
1: Very good, and I'm very excited to have you on. You know, I've been seeing that you've been working on the federal civil rights case called Robinson, Robinson v. Sessions for going on 2 years now. Can you just kind of help folks understand, you know, that's not one of those those top of mind things that I think people go, oh, yeah, the Robinson case, right? So (laughs) can you kind of bring us up to speed and, and tell us what's going on with that?
4: Yes. So Bill Robinson himself is an activist and a radio show host of Second Amendment Radio in New York. And we found out about two and a half years ago that the FBI and the ATF were abusing their access to our personal information that we write down on that ATF Form 4473 when we lawfully purchase the firearm from an FSL from a federally licensed dealer. So, what we did with this lawsuit was bring together 28 people and five activist groups to sue the FBI, the ATF, the U.S. Attorney General, and also the Terrorist Screening Center for using this information for unauthorized purposes. What they've been doing with that information is actually checking us against the terrorist screening database. Mm -hmm. Most people talk about the no-fly list, but that's a smaller subset of a big database that's the terrorist screening database. So just to boil all this down into plain English, I mean, essentially the FBI has been targeting us, the lawful gun owner, as being potential terrorists. Mm. And they don't have the authorization to run that kind of a background check without a judicial warrant.
1: Mm. So if somebody listening is like, well, you know, that doesn't that sound like see something, say something like, aren't we just protecting ourselves against, you know, one of these wing nuts going going off on the public? Are you, how do you answer that? This is really like a, mm-hmm. maybe a, a Fourth Amendment kind of an issue. Am I, am I right about that?
4: Well, I lead generally with privacy, which, as you may know, is not a word written in the Bill of Rights, but it's a concept that the U.S. Supreme Court has found, you know, is represented by everything from search and seizure even to freedom of speech and our ability to develop our thoughts without government interference. It's a common question, and particularly where we're in this era that citizens are saying to government officials, we'll just do something, mm. we'll just do anything. Mm-hmm. And what you really do when you say those words is say, I don't care about my constitutional rights. I don't care about my civil rights. Go ahead, government, take over my life. Right. And take over everything about it.
1: Right. And that's
4: a really scary message when you boil it down. So- your privacy and your safety are completely intertwined because do you really want to get to a point where the police officer is knocking on your door saying, Hey, I'd just like to walk through your house in case there's a bad guy in here
1: <laughs> And that's what the FBI is doing <laughs> with our information mm-hmm. from the forty four seventy threes and so the people that are like, Well, I don't have anything to hide, so I don't care yeah. maybe it would feel mm. a little different if you if you did put that physicality of a human being randomly knocking on your door at whatever time they deemed was okay to knock on your door and just you know yeah. check your underwear drawer and you know that sort of thing
2: paloma hi this, and this is dan yeah. i'm sorry this is dan Hello. i, I had I to talk every once in a while
1: and i and
4: <laughs> I, I, every once in a while i let him in here
2: welcome to the show um so if i get Thank this you. right so if i fill out a 4473 yeah. Then it goes yep. to Nix and then the Nix is ch- uh, also checking to see if I'm on the terrorist list. But then they're it not. But then they're not doing anything with it if I am.
4: Well, that's a whole separate subject. So yes, what I call that is a wasted civil rights violation. Mm-hmm. So right. since 1998, when Nix went live, the FBI has run this Nix to TSDB background check about two million two hundred and. 22,000 times. So it's, um, pardon me, and I've just mixed up digits because I've gone too quickly there. That's 222 okay. million times. Okay. There we go. And even where they found a match in roughly 2,000 mm-hmm. of those instances, they didn't take any action on it. Now, that's completely logical because they can't. They shouldn't be running the check in the first place. And so they can't actually pursue anything further using that information. Hence, my comment, it's a wasted civil rights violation. Mm. But the sort of twist on interpreting that data is to say they respect the rights of the alleged terrorist mm-hmm. more than they respect the rights of the lawful gun purchaser. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, because and they
4: certainly aren't stopping short on our rights.
1: Right. And it's similar, you know, in a in a smaller um, microcosm to when in our gun shop, AZ Firearms, when someone is denied, they fill out their 4473 and, and the word comes back from the NICS check denied. There's no follow up. There's no anything. And so those of us that are in this no, uh, in, in this state of knowing this when we keep hearing people scream and yell for the just do something government and um, you know we need more laws we're thinking you know there's so many other layers of things that are already in play that just need to be followed through on um, Yeah, and, and that's information they are allowed to have and then here they're you're saying they're taking information that they're not allowed to have and they're saying well okay now we know that this guy maybe is a bad dude, but we're not, we can't out ourselves by using the information that we gathered. Like, what is the point of the information then? Why, why are they gathering it?
4: Sure. So where there is an actual lawful background check done and they find a match to what's called a disqualifying factor. For example, they find out that the person is a convicted felon. Mm -hmm. So they say, okay, let's, put that together with other information or perhaps use that as a basis for a warrant to then go to that person's home and search that home, that becomes decisions that get made within the FBI, within the ATF, within your local district attorney's office or the state police, et cetera. So there we have questions of actually how does that information get put to you What's interesting, I think probably you've seen it, we've seen it, listeners to Gun Freedom Radio have seen it. You know, the ATF boasts about all the matches that they get every year for each one of the nine disqualifying factors. Mm -hmm. And what I've never seen is exactly what you're talking about. Well, what's the prosecution rate Mm -hmm. of how that lawfully obtained data gets converted into hard prosecution?
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, we've even had it as bad as... So somebody fills out a 4473. there there's been uh, no response, so we deliver the gun. We don't like to do it, but we've done it a few times. And then mm-hmm. then a couple days later, it comes back denied, and they kind of leave it on the customer to bring the gun back. They don't even go get it. The, we've had customers actually bring guns back and because the ATF said they had 24 hours to get the gun back or they were going to come and get it. So they don't do and anything to them.
4: Right, and Dan, honestly, that's where I think the FFLs, our federally licensed dealers, are the unsung heroes of law enforcement.
1: Well, thank you for that. You're
4: the person who's actually standing there at the counter, and you are the front face Mm -hmm. or the front line Mm -hmm. of law enforcement. Mm -hmm. They're not paying you for that role, but that's really the role that the Brady Act puts you into.
1: Right, right. And it's It's nice that
4: the the statute includes your absolute right as a dealer to refuse to complete a sale, Mm -hmm. even if you get the proceed and the person allegedly has passed the background check. Let's say the person across the counter is behaving in such a manner that you're wondering, wow, is this going to be an illegal straw purchase? Right. Right. You know, they're they're taking all their cues from the person standing next to them who actually is a person who wants to pay and so forth. Right. You're, You're seeing all those indications that even if the background check is passed, this might not be a bona fide sale that you want to participate, in. so you've got that right to say no. Mm-hmm. but think about the position that puts you in.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Then
4: you've got two potentially angry people, one of whom might have a criminal intent, yes right, right yes. across the counter from you. Oh we had huge one responsibility. So, you know,
2: We had one a couple of weeks mm-hmm. ago that yeah. I, I denied the sale to. They, they mm-hmm. had bought mm-hmm. guns from us in the past, but this just didn't look right to me and I denied the sale. I got in so much trouble over that (laughs) even my employees but it just Mm -hmm. didn't look right to me and my gut was saying no but that Mm -hmm. is true Mm -hmm. and we don't usually uh give approval if the if the next check doesn't come back we don't normally uh allow them to, to make the transfer but uh there are certain circumstances where we will where we where we just feel that everything's okay
1: Well, and I want to just real quick get back to this Robinson v. Sessions and, and, you know, the federal um, end of things because we're about to run out of time. But You know, there's a lot of commentators out there that say that the federal bench, including our U.S. Supreme Court, is anti-gun. What are your thoughts on the current Supreme Court justices and how they might handle a case like Robinson v. Sessions?
4: I think that if they accept our case, we should actually prevail, we should be a winner. Mm-hmm. If we can clear the competition to be one of those precious 80 cases mm. that they accept this term. Wow. And the reason why is actually the left. I believe Justice Sotomayor would be my best match for the case of Robinson versus Session because this case is all about privacy.
1: Huh.
4: Think about the implications, for example, your medical records at the VA, think Mm -hmm. about the implications to your HUD application for subsidized housing, or Mm -hmm. perhaps you have American Indian ethnic heritage, all of the records that the federal government currently holds about you might get cross-hatched into our next background check system if we can't stop the FBI on the Robinson versus Sessions case. And that opens the door wide for all kinds of discrimination on all kinds of other topics.
1: Absolutely. So the
4: left should look at Robinson and say, oh, yikes, everything we've fought for since the early 1970s is about to get reversed. If the only thing people can see is, oh, this is a case about guns, it isn't. It's Mm -hmm. really a case about privacy and stopping the government from doing activity that it's not authorized to do
1: absolutely and that applies to
4: everybody no matter what your political beliefs are
1: absolutely well we have to run but how can people you know follow this case and follow the work you do and if there's somebody out there listening that's like you know i've found myself in some kind of a legal pickle against the the federal government or you know involving second amendment litigation how can people follow you and reach out to you
4: My website can be found on the web at law-policy.com. That will get you into Facebook as well. And my office telephone number is 585-Area-Code-377-7260.
1: That's fantastic. And just as we say goodbye to you, are you able to, just in a few words, help people understand why you and so many of us say that the Second Amendment is actually the modern civil rights movement.
4: We are the last bit of the Bill of Rights to get litigated, and if we don't stand up to defend the Second Amendment, all other rights will fall.
1: I couldn't have said it better myself. Thank you so much, Paloma. Cupana. Thanks, Cheryl and Dan. Thank you for all you do. We're definitely going to have to check back and see how this whole Robinson V. Sessions plays out. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay. Stick around because we have Michelle Serino just on the other side of this break. She's known as the Princess Gunslinger. She's a shooter, rider, hunter, adventurous Adventuress. <laughs> she is also the managing editor and columnist for Women's Outdoor News, and she recently wrote an article about the ABCs of AR 15s. Stick around. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. Well, we are a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network, and I would like to encourage everyone out there to check out all the great content at the selfdefenseradio.net. Net. They also have a Facebook page, so if you like the content on this show, it's a shoe-in. You're going to like the other shows that are found on SelfDefenseRadio.net. Well, we are glad that you're here with us today, and if you've missed any portion of this show, be sure to check out our website for the recording. Just go to GunFreedomRadio.com, click the On Demand tab, and you will see all of our other 106 episodes. You can just binge listen to your heart's content the next time you're on a long drive or working in the yard, that sort of thing, cleaning the house. Take us with you where you go. Well, our next guest is my friend Michelle Serino. She is known as the Princess Gunslinger. She is a shooter, a writer, a hunter, adventurous, and most importantly, a mother and a wife. Michelle is also the managing editor and columnist for Women's Outdoor News, where I write a regular column called The Flame. Michelle recently wrote an article called The ABCs of AR-15s, and I wanted to bring her on and have her talk to us about this gun that has gotten so much publicity lately. Are you with us, Michelle? Yes, I am Cheryl. How are you doing? Very good. I'm super excited to have you on and be talking with you. My husband Dan's here as well. Hi, Michelle. How are you today? Yeah.
9: I'm fine. How are you? And my husband Chris is in the car. We're actually on our way down to Tennessee oh, to
2: I teach a to class.
9: It. So I love <laughs> he it. You can't hear us, but he's here. It's Wait,
1: a family show. Hey, before Chris. we
2: start, no, you're in your car. You don't have any AR-15s in there, do you? <laughs>
1: um. Mm. Uh, just just, just
2: be careful okay
1: so let's talk about this poor this poor piece of equipment it has gotten just run through the ringer and made out to be something that it so isn't um and ignoring so much of what it really is and so when i saw that you had written this article i thought what better person to talk to about this gun. And, and why, what on earth? Why is it so vilified?
9: Well, it's funny because I write some of those articles really far ahead of time. So when you, you contacted me, I thought, I don't really remember writing that. And then <laughs> I found the magazine like, oh yeah, because I mean, it was written before this, I mean, not so much of this insanity was going on. Mm-hmm. And Chris and I were actually talking about it on the way down here. And I, you know, we can all say it's media is portraying it in the negative ways, what's starting it. Mm-hmm. But people think of the AR and they think of it as it's a military gun, it's a weapon of war. Mm. You know, that's that's where they put it as. And right. then we have we have people calling it an assault rifle or an automatic rifle, mm-hmm. and that's not. I mean, that's not what it stands for. The AR. The initials AR actually stood for Armor Light Rifle, which was the first company that designed the rifle. Mm-hmm. And then when it was bought out by Colts, you know, it was a lot of people call it now America's Rifle. Mm-hmm. It, that's what they use the AR for. But to call it an assault rifle or an automatic rifle, which it is not, is part of, I think, what's scaring people. They think you can just touch the trigger and, like, a gamillion rounds will go off. <laughs> a so million. I
1: like that. <laughs> A million, yeah. yes. You
9: that, can write that down. Yeah, I, I like that. We may
1: steal that. I like that. No, it's so true. And, you know, the the rights restrictors use the word assault rifle to scare people. And then people on uh-huh. that, that value our Second Amendment rights were kind of like, you know what, that sounds kind of cool, actually. We're going to appropriate that term and we're going to use it ourselves. And I think that uh-huh. it has boomeranged and, and hit us right back in the face. And we have to be very careful about using proper terminology and not getting- Oh
9: 100. I think that has yeah, that has a lot to do with it.
1: A yeah. lot. Not getting caught and, up in the slang. Go ahead.
9: And when and when I think of an AR, the first thing I think of is for competition because we compete in three none and that's what we use. Mhm. For our rifle and also I mean some people have it for home defense.
1: Mm-hmm.
9: I know as law enforcement Chris has an AR with him when he's working, mm-hmm. and even for hunting, I actually took my um, my pink AR that had, you know, pink accents on it, and that's what I used to hunt my, <laughs> and got my first coyote. Really? So,
5: yeah,
9: so, yeah, you can use them to hunt. I mean, it's not, that's, I, I guess I just don't quite get why why people are so insane about it,
2: because it's, it's, it's a firearm. It's, yeah. Well, you know, Michelle, we a have... Tool. We have over 1,200 firearms in our store. You know I don't mm-hmm. have any assault guns and I don't have any weapons in my store. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like to use either one of those terms and we yeah. try to keep our employees mm-hmm. from using it because of both of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I look at a police officer with a firearm, I don't think he has a weapon. He doesn't have He's a actually, weapon a until tool. he uses that against me as correct. in an illegal way. Now it's a weapon.
1: Well, anybody, not just right. officer. But, but I'm just well, saying yeah. in that
2: way that... My guns are, my guns are not weapons and they're not assault. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But so when you're, when your gun, you, you have a pink one, right? And is
9: uh, it's purple now. Purple, but yeah. Purple. <laughs> okay. And so one. does that
2: change the attitude of the gun anyway? I mean, does it make it a little less violent or, you know, what, yeah. what's going on with the colors? Uh,
9: my true reason for the colors is during competition
0: mm-hmm. when you
9: have a bunch of um, everybody's Right or everybody's guns are all stacked on the table mm-hmm. and I need to it's my turn to shoot and I need to look at this rack of all black guns. Makes it super easy for me to find mine if it's a different color. It's kinda right. like
1: bowling so, balls, right? right? At the bowling alley.
9: Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yep. We, we each have a different color. So well, even you know when it's
1: there's
2: so many guns there's so many guns out there that that can do the same thing an AR fifteen can do and i mm-hmm. don't know why they're attacking this you know i do know why it's not about the ar15 it's about every single gun out there they're just this is right. an easy label for them right now as soon as they get the ars done guess what 17 round glock it's under the net. It's, it's, it's a yeah. glock 19 it's glock 17 and then it's the revolver and then it's going to be uh, anything so that's just an easy target for them right now and they'll mm-hmm. people have to realize they're never going to stop
9: Oh,
1: oh, I agree 100% with that. 100%, yeah. Yeah. So with the AR, you know, like you just mentioned, you can use it for hunting, and you know, Mm -hmm. people along the. The Arizona border down here, we've got a lot of open land, that sort of thing. There are two-legged and four-legged predators. And so I know uh-huh. that there are a lot of people that secure their land and their home with just that right. very same gun. And it's a matter of defense. It's a matter of life and death for them and their family. And so when uh-huh. I hear people act like they're, you know, there's only one use for this kind of tool and it's it's bad and it's to go out there and cause trouble... Uh, it really ruffles my feathers, but mm-hmm. I, I know that you do like they are. You can compete with it, but I do wonder—you know—just to, to be balanced. <clears throat> is there anything about that platform or the size of the gun or anything that you consider a downside? A downside, or do you just you, you just really like that tool?
9: Well, again, we driving down here. We discussed that too, and we came up with it's loud. <laughs> basically it is a loud gun that is that is your downside you know if you're using it for home defense it's going to be loud if you press that trigger
1: yeah in, in inside especially gun. yes yeah
9: and when you're competing if you forget to put your ear protection on mm. you know right away mm-hmm. there's no doubt in your mind that something's happening
1: it will remind so it is, you
9: yeah but it is i mean it's loud but otherwise you know like you mentioned you have people with all that property and stuff, Mm -hmm. what what a
1: great home defense, Mm Scott. Absolutely. And that's the thing that, you know, if you're living in the inner city, you you have just a different concept of what home protection and home defense looks like. Um, But we are a huge country with a lot of different terrain and a lot of different Mm -hmm. cultures. Um, And for the people that don't
2: understand AR-15s, I want to know, I want to tell them why we lock our AR-15s in safes. We don't lock them to keep them from coming out. We lock them to keep people from coming in, right?
9: Yes, yes, yes. Just so they yes, know. Because, yes, yeah, they try to sneak out of those safes and, you know, they can fire at will.
1: Seriously. All right. Well, we have to run, but thank you so much for, um, you know, I know you are between this event and that event, and you're just always so busy. I so appreciate you finding the time and say hello to your husband. And as we go out, please tell people how they can follow all of the different places that you write and Uh, compete and all the work you do.
9: If you go on Sereno Consulting and Training Group, go on our website. You can also go on Princess Gunslinger. Um, and we're on Facebook and Instagram and all that kind of stuff. And then uh, and then Women's Outdoor News, you can find my writing.
1: Very, very cool. Well, thank you again so much for being on. Michelle Sereno, the Princess Gunslinger. We appreciate it, Michelle.
2: Michelle, tell all your AR-15s uh-huh. I said hi.
1: <laughs> I will. I will. <laughs> Take care. <laughs> you too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, well, we still have another full hour coming up, starting with a young competitor, McKenna Beckham and her dad, Blue. Stick around on the other side of these messages.
7: When you're working hard to beat debt, you've got to think of creative ways to get your income up. Here's an idea. Sell some stuff at auction. Start with locally owned and operated potofgoldestate.com. The owners, Dan and Cheryl Todd, have over 60 years of combined experience in selling antiques, collectibles, guns, coins, and jewelry. And over their many years in business, they've earned the trust of thousands of people just like you. Whether you're saving for a rainy day emergency fund or paying down debt,
8: Hey, this is Lloyd Bailey, the Armed Lutheran, host of the Armed Lutheran Radio podcast, reminding you that the podcast you're listening to is a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. Check out all the great content at selfdefenseradio.net.